Kelvin Abrafer scored his first senior goal as Reading put an underwhelming, underpowered Watford out of the FA Cup to stick themselves in the hat for round four. Welcome to the Tyler Sen Podcast, episode 322. I'm your host, Mark Mayer. Joining me this week to talk about a breath of fresh air is Ben Thomas. View from the Dolan end, although you weren't quite in the Dolan, uh, Dolan end, unfortunately, this weekend, were you? So uh, hopefully you're, you're not doing too bad this weekend. No, I actually need um, a breath of fresh air. To be honest with you, I've um, I've had COVID the last couple of days, so uh, yeah, I was feeling pretty pretty rough yesterday. But managed to watch the game uh, through a site I won't mention for advertising reasons. Um, so yeah, it was all in all kind of cheered me up no end yesterday. I have to say, definitely. Yeah, it was a bit unusual that um, that uh, I don't know how to how to bookmakers seven four three. Let's go that way. Um, Campbell seven four three is uh, what we'll call it. The uh, the website that had a stream for the game. Um, yesterday, I suppose it being a 12.30 kickoff meant that they could do that. And yet it wasn't available on the red button or BBC iPlayer, which I found a little bit unusual. But there we go. Renning getting a 2-0 win um, with Kelvin and Bray for scoring and Shane Long late on. Both goals coming in stoppage time of their respective halves. Um, we'll do some recap of that in just a minute. Have your mailbag questions as well. We also have in about a few, well, about three, four minutes time as we're recording this is the draw for the fourth round. So in News Bites, a bit later on. And no doubt by the time you're listening to this, you know who we've got, but we'll do some reaction to that um, in about 25 minutes time in this podcast. We'll have a preview of the QPR game coming up later on as well. Thank you as always to our Patreon subscribers and our sponsors, ZCZ Films. Let's get into then the recap. Come rain or shine, it's time to relive the latest match action with the recap. This podcast is sponsored by ZCZ Films, Reading's oldest ultras. Well, let's talk about the man of the moment first then, Ben. It's uh, Kelvin Abreu for the 19-year-old academy right back. We've seen him a couple of times um, come through and and play. Generally speaking, he's he's come on and and done all right, hasn't he? Whenever he's come on, championship substitute appearances and such um, as the right wing back. Uh, so calm on the ball, I find. He's really raised an academy spirit of technical ability, which we're seeing, uh, we have seen for, for a few years now. You think of Tom McIntyre, Tom Holmes, the sort of players that they probably wouldn't have been great technical players if they had come through in kind of the mid-90s or something. But now Reading Academy produces these sorts of players and, and really just a great moment for him. It was a, I don't think we'll be able to say whether we meant it or not with a with a cross that hit the far post and went in. But yeah, really good, a uh, really good moment in a in a game when um when Reading needed it really as well. Yeah, I mean it was it was a perfect time to score a goal, really. Um I, I suppose it's never a bad time to score a goal to to take the lead. But you know, right on the strike of half time, we've we kind of been or look like we've been pushing anyway, um, to be able to um you know, to take the lead and, and we looked all right up until the point where we scored and it, it, it really kind of changed the complexion of the game, I think, to be honest. Um, he, you know, he's, he's a good player. We know that. It, there was a game, and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was, but there was a game I remember seeing him in, uh, you know, a couple of months back and he, he was very, very good. Um, and, and and really, this it's what we need in terms of right backs and and development and and squad depth and, and things like that. And you know, we, we love we love an academy graduate at our club, and and we've had a couple of years where it's it's maybe not worked out for some of those players, and they've not had the push that they needed. But you know, this was a perfect game for him, really, at home. You know, very few people there. Uh, pressure was kind of off a little bit, and he was able to to certainly show what he was capable of in an, an attacking sense. Um, you know, being 
I suppose, been negative. There's there's a few things he needs to work on defensively. There was a couple of times he, he got caught out a little bit. But, you know, overall, he, he, he looked good. And, you know, the, the, the team generally looked all right. It was a bizarre, um, you know, bizarre lineup when we've been told we were going to get all these youngsters and fringe players and everything else. But actually what we got was about seven defenders <laughs> fitted into a starting eleven, And look, it, it, it worked well. You know, it, it really was positive. And I think as an overall... Um, as an overall result, it, it's it's probably more important than, than many of us realise because there was probably a residual hangover from from last season in terms of the, the Kidderminster result. We haven't been great in the cup for for a long period of time now, um, and uh, you know winning is a difficult habit to lose. You know, strengthening that home uh, home form that we've got at the moment this season in the league. It's it you know it's a very very positive result and it left a lot of people very very happy yesterday and rightly so. And I think, you know, as I made the point on Twitter last night, there's there's a lot of players now that that hopefully Ints can look at and go, yeah, okay, you can be trusted to to perform different roles, um, you know, to perform different duties within the team. And it was it was very very encouraging, I have to say. I know we weren't playing with all due respect to to Watford's B team, the, the greatest side in the world, but you know, to to win two 0 very very professional, very accomplished without looking sort of shaky at any point. Uh, and I, you know, I was delighted with it. I really was. I absolutely love a cup run, and, and I know we've kind of talked about it being a cup run. But ultimately, anything about beyond the third round now for us at the moment is is a cup run in the last few seasons. So, yeah, very, very delighted, and, and obviously very, very happy with with young Kelvin at, at right back. Yeah, I think he's definitely more suited to the kind of right wing back role than a, than a, being a right back in a back four. He seems to, as you say, the the, the defensive side of his game will come, hopefully. Um, the good thing, I suppose, is that he's under contract for next season as well. Until 2024, I think he's under contract. So I guess the, go, going forward, Reading are, are good at, you know, right wing back for a championship team. We've got Junior Hoylet has done a, done a really good job this season. Andy Yeardom hasn't really needed to play there that often, but obviously can and Bengay can play there as well. I suppose maybe next season, a break for kind of hopefully injury free. I think he's had a bit of an injury this season, but maybe being that first, first choice reserve. I don't know if Hoylet will stay for next season. We're kind of quite early to tell at the moment, but. I'd be very happy with him in that kind of role, backing up here, Don. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, Andy's not getting any younger. Um, although he's had, you know, probably in terms of this season so far, probably some of the best performances he's, he's put in, certainly in terms of a consistent approach to his, to his play. Um, but we, we, you know, we need players that, that are youth. We need players that are going to be the future of the club. And, and these are perfect games for them to, to play in. Um, you know, Kelvin looks like he's going to be sort of very, very good for us, hopefully, and for, for many years to come. It was good to see Aziz out there as well. You know, he looks sharp in, in some respects, really, uh, having been out injured for, for, for so long. I know he was only on for pitch for about 10 minutes, but I like Michael Craig as well. I thought it was really, really good. Um, so there are green shoots there after after a couple of years of of getting a lot of these loanees in and, and kind of experienced players. We, we kind of need to start getting that blend back and... And look, fair play to him. In struck the balance yesterday. He, you know, as we said on the chat, he he pulled into everybody, uh, including his own fans. And really, it was a masterstroke because I think he realizes that 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 I keep going on about it, but that Kidderminster result last season was so detrimental to the club as a whole. You know, there was always going to be a, a residual hangover with that. So it, it's good for the fans. It's good for for positivity. It's good for the squad. It's good for these fringe players to be able to to kind of chip in and play. So, 
the, the further we go in the cup, that the, the, I honestly feel the better it is. Really, I know that there are some people that say, "Look, we just need to get to to fifty points or whatever, and, and then we can, you know, do whatever we need to do." But but having a cup run alongside that, I think we're probably for the first time in quite a few years have, have got an opportunity to to do well here. Um, we just draw Manchester United away. <laughs> Having said that, so that's that then. Yeah, yeah. So that's the cup run done. Well, it was fun while it lasted. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> but at least we'll be on TV. Yeah, yeah we'll that's talk about true. that a bit later. Yeah, that's that'll be news yeah. by. But look, um, you know, I, gonna, I think we'll, we'll let that sink the, in. <laughs> the, the, there's going to be players that are going to look at, at, at the performance suggesting. Go, look, you know, I can I can be in contention for the QPR game. You know, I can be in contention for, you know, the, some of the crunch games coming up that we've got in the league. And I think it's it's really important for those guys to to, to obviously add the minutes yesterday. But it, it it just worked really, really well. And I was I was really, really delighted, obviously with, with Shane's goal as well. Um and that, you know, that's the main thing. That's all we can all we can look for at this stage is is to progress and 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 to keep bringing these players through and giving them the experiences and and, and seeing what they're capable of in the future. And, and that's that's what Reading Football Club has been built on for a long period of time. And as I said, sort of at the top of the podcast, it's, it's good to to get back to our roots, really, in some respects. Yeah, we um, let's, the final point I was going to say in the recap is that uh, we had Tom McIntyre and Sam Hutchinson as the centre-mid. You kind of alluded to our like seven-defender, three-attacker approach. Um, two centre-backs moving forward in centre-mid. Uh, Hutchinson came off after 45 minutes as planned. There's no injury there, Paul Lynch saying that um, that was kind of always the deal with him coming back from injury. So he came off at half-time from Aradu Loom. Um Interesting to see Scott Dan sticking around and, and Shane Long. Um, those those three guys. Do we think they're kind of worth a start versus QPR in, in that in that system with McIntyre in centre mid and maybe Long up front, or do we think we're going to go back to Cowell and Mate? Because we, we, generally speaking, you look at the the results we've had when Shane Long started, and they're not bad. Generally speaking, are they? I think what what this game has given him is uh, a, a lot of opportunity to be able to kind of flex his muscles a bit in terms of selection because, you know, my biggest bugbear this whole season has been around uh, the central midfield. And I honestly thought that that Tom McIntyre did a really, really good job yesterday. I thought he was absolutely superb um, at, at doing the basics. And I don't mean that in a sarcastic way because, you know, I've been heavily critical of, of Hendrick and, you know, and Loom to some extent, and obviously Fauna when he's been able to to chip in and play, he's, he's probably looked the better of the three, in my opinion. But I thought McIntyre was very, very good yesterday. Now, whether or not you know we look at the the, the centre defence and we say, well, Hutchinson and and Dan are able to to kind of fill in there, I don't know. I really don't know. It depends what kind of week Tom Holmes has. Uh, depends what the recovery is like for both Dan and and Hutchinson. You know, it, it's going to be a very, very different test on Saturday against QPR. Um, you know, we, we're going to be playing a full strength side as opposed to yesterday, where they were they're playing a lot of their fringe players and, and youth players that were coming through. So it's it's going to be interesting to be able to look at the, the team sheet at you know two o'clock next Saturday and just really think about how we're how we're going to perform and how we're going to be set up really. Um, but I, I, I think there are encouraging signs there. I really do. I, th- I think McIntyre in that position was was okay. I think it was it was really really good actually. Um, and I, I, I think it gives us options, and and that's what we've needed, really, this season. And we're starting to get a few players back now. So yeah, let's let's just see what happens. Um, but it's look, it's 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 starting to look a bit more exciting than it was, which is great. And that's that's kind of all we all we ever want as Reading fans, really. Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear let's hear from uh, Paul Lintz now. Then we'll go into mailbag. 
And as yeah, later on, we'll be talking about that trip to Old Trafford. I want to bring players on. You've got to throw them in and see how they get on. And they, they did, both did very, very well. Kelvin getting his, what he calls it, you know, a meant goal. You know, whether he meant it or not, I don't know. I don't think he really cares. The fact that it's his first goal, you know, first team football, it's great for the lad. really, really is. I know his overall performance was very, very, very good. For someone who's not actually played for a long, long time, to just throw him into this, into this situation. Um, but yeah, apart from that, Edmund's come on the game sheet. Watford have got their own problems, as we as it's been highlighted. Uh, we've got 15 major players out, so I can, you can understand Slaven gun a little bit weakened. You're listening to the Tarhurst End podcast by Reading fans for Reading fans. Just the one question this week, and it's a good one from Sam Richards as well, saying, how concerned are you by the performances of Nabisar since his return from injury? Can it largely be put down to match sharpness, or is it a bigger worry? What do you reckon then for Star against Watford? He's been a pretty much regular in the team. I think he's played every game apart from the West Brom game um, since he's come back from injury. So it's a player that Paul Lintz likes. He's a player that I think... Generally speaking, we'd say he offers something that maybe the other centre-backs don't offer quite as much. He's a, he's a unit, isn't he, really? Um, so I, I think that it, prob- it probably is sharpness for me at the moment. I wouldn't say he's a huge concern over Saar, but I mean, ultimately, we are talking about a defender who has played in the Championship his, his entire career. He's not, a, he's not a kind of standout centre-back. I wouldn't necessarily say he's our best centre-back. So... I guess I'm I'm not personally hugely concerned, but I mean there certainly could be some improvement there. Yeah, look, he's 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 not been good since he's come back from injury. Let's let's be honest. Um, I, I, I don't think he's really kind of hit the heights of, of what we were expecting. Obviously, he got uh, injured fairly quickly into his into his Reading career, and it's, it's taken a long time to come back from that. Um, I think yesterday again was important that he played and he he got the minutes in. Didn't look particularly bad yesterday. I thought he, it's probably one of his better games that he's had for us. But again, you, you look at the opposition and, and how they were set up. He wasn't really troubled too much. Um, my my concern is the kind of the you know the Saturday to Tuesday or Wednesday grind that he's been expected to play. Whether or not he's going to be able to to cope with that, and that's you know that's the issue that we've got with with a lot of of the centre backs at the moment. Um, he's he, you know he, he's not standing out for me if I'm honest, and and whether or not he's able to. To move that forward in his own performances, I don't know. Uh, you'd hope so because he was, you know, I say a marquee sign, and that's not quite right. But there was a lot of fanfare when he joined, and, and rightly so because he's a player that has previously done very, very well in this league. Um, but we've we've not seen that yet, and I, it, I don't think it's anything to do with the system. I think it has to do with his own abilities and his own kind of sharpness and, and the way in which that he's able to um, to perform his own abilities really. So we'll, we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, I think the key thing for him really is to not get injured, as we say of all our players at the moment. But you know, get a get a length, a string of games going, and and see what happens. But certainly, he's 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 got a long way to go to to live up to to probably the expectations that we had when he when he joined. Um, and he he probably needs to do that quite quickly, really, because <clears throat> once we've got other players that are able to play, you know, 70, 80, 90 minutes, he he probably won't be starting. Um, so we'll we'll see how that one plays out, but. Again, sounding boring like a broken record, I guess. Having those, um, having the options in, in central defence is, is really, really important. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But it's um, it's an interesting conversation to be having that we've got numbers back and and getting people back to to full fitness to play. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what my first choice back three is because I mean I'd probably still rather have Yeardom as the right wing back, and then 
I guess Holmes, Hutchinson. I don't think a Dan necessarily. And Benge could be. It's, it's genuinely really hard. I don't think McIntyre would be my first choice centre back, but Hutchinson and Holmes would definitely be in there. And who's the third one? I mean, Star is left footed, so maybe that plays into it as well for being the left centre back. But I mean, who who is your first three centre backs at the moment? Um, right now, I'd go Yeard on Holmes and, and Mbengue. Um, I'd say that purely because, you know, Tom McIntyre did, did so well in, in centre midfield yesterday that I would, I would push him up. I'd go, look, there you go. You, you have a go there for a couple of games. Um, you know, look, it's we, we've got much for muchness there, really. Um, the, the conversation around Liam Moore is obviously shelved for <laughs> two months because he's clearly not going anywhere now. And he, it's unlikely that he'll, he'll play again, really. With his with his latest injury, um, you know, Holmes is obviously on his way back. I don't think Dan is up to it anymore, to to be honest. In terms of Championship football, um, certainly playing regularly anyway. <clears throat> Hutchinson, I really like. I thought he's, he's, you know, when he played in the early part of the season and, and pre-season, absolutely fantastic. But again, we've not seen that level of fitness that's required to, to to for the Championship. So at the moment, you're looking at the players that are available. You know that we can do. Uh, do well with them. So you on Holmes and Mbengue for me. Fair enough. Yeah, I think that's a it's a it's a good problem to have for Paul in certainly. And I think that uh, generally speaking, you can chop and change a little bit, and it will always be well. Certainly, there's a there's a lot of good options in there. So um so let's go into news bites then and talk about the fourth round draw that for the FA Cup that Reading have just been handed. Be loud and be proud and back the boys and make some noise. Come on, you ours. Shout out to this week's podcast sponsor, ZCZ Films, showing that age is no barrier to being a hooli hoop. Right then, let's talk about the 16th occasion that Reading have been drawn against Man United in the FA Cup. 16, I'm just, I thought I'd have a quick look to see our head-to-head record, but wow, that is absolutely mad. I suppose, you know, there's been replays and all sorts of stuff like that, but just absolutely boggles the mind how often this draw has happened. We actually faced them three times in 1927 because we draw tw- drew twice. <laughs> then we had them 36 and 37 back to back. This is 19, I should point out. We've had, you know, 2007 in the FA Cup when we had that one-all draw, Old Trafford took it back and very nearly got back from 3-0 down in the replay. 2013, um, actually not too bad a performance in the Cup in that one, uh, 2-1 defeat with Joby Mackinoff scoring late on. I think that was a Monday night, wasn't it? And uh, 2017 and 2019, 4-0 and 2-0 more recently. So, Ben, I guess this is a very familiar draw that Reading have been given. Yeah, I mean, my first response was <laughs> was gutted, really. I mean, from a personal point of view, it's not a new ground. I've been to, to United several times um, to... To, to watch bread to you know to watch us up there. Um it, I'm more more frustrated that it's not at home because we you know been doing so well at home. Um and at least if you're gonna get in a wage war you kind of you know from a geeky point of view you want to go to a new ground or whatever and and see a different part of the world. But it's just a it's just a nothing draw really. It will it'll be on television. So I suppose the cynic in me is like, well we'll get a bit of an audience potentially but then we never do particularly well on TV. Um we'll get some money for it. You know, again, if he if he plays a similar sort of team, it would be good for some of those younger players to to certainly be in and around the squad at a place like that, you know, in, in terms of the calibre of players that they've got in their squad. But it, it's it's not, you know, a little bit like the Watford game. It's it's not inspiring. It it doesn't um 
it doesn't conjure up, you know, a, a, a massive possibility of an upset potentially. So it's, yeah, it, it, it will be what it will be. Um, it, I suppose that the romantics in football will have the, the kind of inter reunion and a lot of it will be about him going back to United, but overall it's not, it's not massively enthralling. Uh, and we'll see, you know, we should take a few, a few fans up there really, a big good day out for, for a lot of people, but ultimately it's, it's, it's probably not, you know, that being too negative a game that we're going to progress with. And we're sort of done in January again with, with the cup run. So, um, yeah, it, it would have been great to have we've got a good tie at home. You know, maybe someone like um, you know lower down the leagues or whatever, or, or or maybe someone still in our league, just to just to progress and just keep that keep that run going a little bit. But it's not um, it, it's not the best, is it? If if, if we're honest. <laughs> no, I think it is. I mean, it, it's great if we win. If we have a, if we pull off an upset, that'll be cracking. It's going to be the weekend of the twenty eighth of January, I believe, which is going to be. Um, the Sheffield United game at home, we have got penciled in for them. That'll be moved to a Tuesday night. So, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Everyone knows what it is like facing Man United. We've uh, we've not got a, a result against Man United since August 2007. Uh, the opening day of the season, I think that was, obviously the year we ended up getting relegated, a nil-nil draw that Steve Cobb managed to get. We actually have beaten Man United once in our, uh, how many times is that? 22 times we played them. And that was in 1927, which was a very famous cup cup draw, a cup year for Reading, wasn't it? Obviously got to semi-finals that year. So, um, yeah, I think it, it is what it is. And I suppose the, the problem is that this is a Man United team that is very decent, actually, at the moment. You know, Ten Hag has got them playing pretty nicely. They're not infallible, but they are... You know, they're, they're, they're a good team again at the moment, Man United. So I guess that maybe you probably just want to go there and just hope that we don't have one of our kind of traditional 4-0 collapses that we've had so far earlier in the season, because that could have a detrimental effect. Um, yeah, for sure. Look, I mean, it, it, if we if we get a couple of results, you know, we go and beat QPR and we, you know, we win the next game after that, then then we're pretty much there, thereabouts, aren't we, in terms of safety. So we might as well just go for it. It's, it's, it's a free hit, really. Um, whether or not they're... They're interested in a cup run. Don't know. I'm not really clued up with with kind of where they're at at the moment, really. But it's it's something that will will not phase those players, I would say. Um, and if you know, if we get fresh, we get fresh. It, it, it's it's not a major problem. We're in a much better position than we were this time last year. So it's it, without contradicting myself, it will be quite nice for those players to go out there and play with you know no stress no anxiety and just kind of go and uh, you know see what they can do and if if they win it becomes a very, very famous result and then everything i've said in the last five minutes probably the whole podcast becomes irrelevant who knows um but it's 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 one of those games that you know as, as long as we as long as we're able to kind of go up there with a little bit of confidence and a little bit of freedom then it then it should be okay um it, it it's it really is a free hit for us it, it just would have been nice to have, have had you know, as I said, either a game at home or a game somewhere that was a little bit different. I know a few people talked about Wrexham away, which would have been amazing <clears throat> for a lot of reasons. But um, yeah, it's it's it, it's not ideal. It's a it's a fairly, for want of a better word, traditional um, fixture, uh, and it, it's it's one of those things that we we just have to deal with and, and get on with. But I'm sure that Ince will will have them fired up, and you know, going back to to your old club as a manager, I'm sure is always a always a bit of a spectacle so we'll, we'll see what comes of it really 
Yeah, a bit of a Yap Stam vibes, isn't it? It's in 2017, and that, I mean that was that was on TV. This game will obviously be on TV because they always ask Man United. I think I don't know if that run is still going, but they not too long ago had that ridiculous run of like 35 FA Cup games in a row was on TV or something like that. It might still be going on actually. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the FA Cup draw. Some live reactions to that. Then we'll go on to big match preview now. Finish off the show by talking about QPR on Saturday. There's another huge game ahead for the Royals. So be loud and be proud for the Big Match Preview. Welcome back to the Tilehurst End Podcast, the podcast by Reading fans, for Reading fans and Reading on Saturday the 14th of January are at home to QPR 3pm Championship kickoff. And, uh, well, this is a QPR team that when we faced them early in the season, it was a little bit of a top-of-the-table clash, wasn't it? A bit of a... Bit of us early season promotion game, which we lost because of a late Mamadou Loom foul to uh, to concede a penalty. But we take on a very different QPR team a few months later for this weekend. Their last, uh, well, their, their their FA Cup weekend was miserable. Actually, they put out a, not a perfectly strong team, but a good team that was beaten away at Fleetwood Town. Um, Neil Critchley has come in since McBeal went off to manage Rangers. Um, and they've won one of six since the restart, scoring only three goals, which, I mean, they don't concede loads either, but it suggests to me that this is going to be a pretty low-scoring game, Ben. Um, we've not beaten QPR since Boxing Day of 2019. Uh, last 10 meetings have been 1-3, drawn four, lost three. So all very even, really, and I think this isn't... I can't imagine that Reading are going to storm to victory in this game, but I certainly think that we're the favourites. Yeah, without any doubt at all. I think we, you know, we 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 kind of got to keep that home run going. Really, um, we've got I suppose two nice games really in terms of QPR at home and then Stoke away. You know, two teams that are going nowhere very quickly um, <clears throat> under their respective managers. So, I think this is, as I said, the result yesterday sets us up really nicely. We've got a week now, fresh week to to be able to get more more bodies back and and in to to really kind of formulate his team for for Saturday. But I, I really don't see us losing. I hope that doesn't come back to bite me, but I, I feel very, very confident about that. Shocking result for, for QPR yesterday. However, their kind of recent FA Cup run is probably about as good as mine as a manager in recent years. So it's it wasn't a huge surprise that, that they lost. Um, I guess the only surprise was that they put out such a strong team and, and still didn't get the job done, really. Um, so look, it's, it's, a, it's a good game. It's always a good game against them in terms of numbers and, and people in the crowd. Uh, they will, I'm sure, bring quite a few down because they've had a really nice ticket price given to them. Uh, little subtle dig there against their ticket and price for us, but it's 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 a game that, that we should be looking forward to, and, and there's no there's no reason to fear anything that they've got at the moment. They're not in a good run. They've had a very very strange season, as you said. Reminded me, you know, when we played them earlier in the season, it was it, you know it really was a kind of um, blood and thunder kind of tie, really, and it was it was a very very good game, I have to say. Um, so it's look, it's, it's a game that we can look forward to, <clears throat> and it's a game that we should be concerned about in any way. Um, and and hopefully we can we can keep our our run going and 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 still look up rather than down and and reach that magic mark of, of fifty points quicker. But it's yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a good game for us to 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 come around this quickly and and see what we can do on Saturday. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. I must say, I'm pretty confident because. As I say, this QPR team isn't particularly good. I think we'll do. Let's do a prediction then. I think we'll win one 0 because 
this isn't a particularly great QPR team. I, don't, I just don't think that we're going to rock up and, and put three or four past them. We're not quite that sort of team either. So, yeah, I think that I think there will be a decent performance from Reading. And if we keep it tight at the back, I'm sure we'll get chances to score. And and yeah, then that's then that could be us. You know, certainly we'll be top half. We're actually level on points to QPR at the moment. Um, nice big gap to the relegation zone. So another win. I mean. We're, we're we're past halfway in the season now and we're 36 points, three off the playoffs. So I I do just think that with the, the good feeling from the FA Cup win, if we get another one on this, then we'll we'll be really setting ourselves up well. Hopefully we'll have Andy Carroll and Amadou and Benge sign their new contracts in the coming few days as well. So yeah, it'll be a, hopefully a, re- a real good feel, real feel good kind of period for Reading if we can get this win. So what do you think for a prediction? Um, I, I'm going to go 2-0 for us. I, I really do think that we... I think you're right. I, I, I don't see us knocking three or four past. I don't think they're, they're going to collapse to that extent. And quite honestly, I don't think we've got the attacking prowess to do that. But certainly, certainly 2-0, I think, is realistic. Um, uh, you know, it can't, it can't be any worse than the last game at home against them when it was, what was it, 3 all last season. And obviously, it was all that all those problems in, in the stands as well with the home fans or the away fans and the in the home fans area so you know I'm, I'm pretty confident that won't happen again um, so yeah look I, I, I'm very very capable of getting three points and it's it, it takes us nicely on to, to Stoke really which which in itself is, is another nice game for us to have um, but there's you know there's confidence in the team at the moment there's a lot of a lot of positives to take and, and a lot of, of really good stuff happening on and off the pitch and, and we're in dare I say a, a, a really good period at the moment considering where we've been and it's it, it, it's you know it's enjoyable it really is enjoyable and, and long may that continue so yeah very confident we'll, we'll get the three points on Saturday Absolutely well a nice and positive show then it's been a, apart from I guess the FA Cup draw which I think it's it's still you know good isn't it I, I just yeah agree with what Bema said earlier prefer to be at home to have a United Council read in for the day but uh yeah, I think generally speaking, we're in a good patch after this win. It's always nice to have a podcast after a victory. Ben, always a pleasure to have you on, mate. Yeah, thanks very much, mate. Cheer me, uh, cheer me right up to uh, to be on here today and obviously the result yesterday. So, um, yeah, thanks for having me and uh, have a good week, everybody. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It is a 2-0 win then over Watford in the FA Cup that has been that's the reward of going to Old Trafford and facing Man United. We'll be back next week after the QPR game. Hopefully we can keep this little run going or start a run of wins and uh, yeah, have a bit more of a feel-good month after the Christmas break and everyone's getting back into the swing of things. QPR on Saturday is then come on your ass.
Peace, my friend.